This is the Huey Alert Podcast with Craig and Shelley Huey, bringing you the tools to transform our nation and culture, the intersection of faith and politics. Well, welcome. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. This is Craig Huey, Huey Alert. Uh, today I have with me uh, Pastor Jeffrey Reed, and we are excited because we're talking to someone who's involved with the Alliance Defending Freedom. And what that is, it's an organization that defends Christian rights, defends individual liberty, First Amendment rights. And as you know, right now, Christians have never found themselves under more attack where if they want to stand firm for their faith, they're finding challenges that might draw them into being fired, like a Christian teacher or employee, uh, a fireman, a a policeman. You could find an issue where somebody is baking a cake, taking photos for a wedding, whatever it might be, under attack, Uh, whether they're in private sector or public sector, whether they're a student, they're under attack, and the Alliance Defending Freedom, without charge, comes to their aid. And with us today is Latham Watts. And Latham, you're with Alliance Defending uh, Freedom. And tell us about what's going on. What are you seeing? Because there's so many court cases, so many people under attack right now. Right. What, what, what are you doing to help them? So as you mentioned, you know, Alliance Defending Freedom, we're the, the world's largest nonprofit legal organization. Right. So, um, being a nonprofit allows us to never bill a client, so we raise money to fund awesome. the litigation. So it yeah. at least takes that pressure point off right. the client, who are you know just your you know ordinary, typical Americans, you know, who want to live according to what they believe. Right. And somebody comes along and makes trouble for them, and you know then they find us, and yes. we make trouble for the other guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what we do. Um, so as far as the uh, uh, the, the trend line, I guess, you know, um, I would say the, the attacks on, on constitutional freedoms are increasing in number and intensity. Yes. So that's the bad news, right? The yes. good news, the good news is that we're winning, <laughs> right? I mean, that's awesome. We, um, God's been very good to us and we, over many, many years, have had a success rate of over 80%, over eight out of every 10 cases a we take. A success rate of 80%. So if yeah. Christian's rights are violated, right. they have to go to court for uh, protection. Sure. You take up the case, you have an 80% success rate. Yes, sir. And we've won 14 Supreme Court cases in the last 12 years. Wow. And we have, hopefully, number 15 coming really any, any day now. Well, tell us about that. Yeah. So back in December, our CEO, Kristen Wagner, argued the case of 303 Creative versus Alanis. Yes. Which is a case out of Colorado. And it's a free speech case. And it's sort of a almost a follow-up to the Masterpiece Cake Shop case. Right. So you mentioned yes. a little bit earlier. Yes. So Lori Smith, who's our client in that case, um, graphic and website designer. Right. Um, would like to do custom websites for people's weddings. Yes. But... Basically, the state of Colorado won't let her. Now, she's lived there. She has seen what so has happened. So this is a state law. Right. So sometimes the attacks are local. Sure. Sometimes they're state. Right. And sometimes it's the federal government, Correct. federal bureaucracy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but when a state law takes an action that is contradictory to the U.S. Constitution, 
you can go to federal court right. in order to right that wrong. And so what Lori did was, having witnessed what happened to Jack, yes, um, she consulted with her pastor. He suggested that she contact us. She did. And we filed what's called a pre-enforcement that challenge. Was, for Lori, that must have been terrifying. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. just think, Jeffrey, can you imagine thinking that for you to live out your faith and your conscience, you'd have to be able to go to court or just give in and give up? I think that's what m- most believers would do. They don't know that somebody has their back, and that's the right. bottom line. Is it, How would believers behave differently? Would they be more bold in their faith? Would they say really they express their faith or avoid expressing somebody else's right. opposing view if they knew that somebody had their back and I think it would change the way most believers act they would be bold in their faith which is sad because we're supposed to be bold anyway and as, as your most of your clients have they're they stuck their necks out there absolutely you know I, I think about our you know, our clients and I, and I think about uh, like the Apostle Paul right the Apostle Paul knew his rights as a Roman citizen and we have far more protection of our rights than he did. Right. But he knew what his rights were as a Roman citizen. Yes. And there's multiple times in the book of Acts that he defends his rights as a Roman citizen to both protect himself physically. That's right. And to advance the cause. That's uh, and, you know, there's It advanced the, the, the gospel all the way up to the household of Caesar. How did he get to Rome? Yeah. Festus. Yeah. You appeal to Caesar, to Caesar you will go. That yeah. was his right as a Roman citizen. Right. And he knew that. Yeah, there's another... Uh, time in Acts when they've already put him in jail when they come yeah. to him and they say the magistrates have released you go on your way quietly and his response was they beat us and put us in jail without a trial and right. I'm a Roman citizen yeah. and now you want me to go away quietly yeah. certainly not <laughs> let him come down here and walk me out of here. great point and another time he's about to be flogged yeah and I think it's interesting he waits until they've got him tied down yeah. and then he turns to the Roman <laughs> soldier and says is it lawful for you to beat a Roman citizen without a trial and they let him go. Yeah, you know, like he knew his rights as a yeah. Roman citizen, and right. he advanced them. And this is the same Paul that wrote Romans thirteen: "Be subject to the governing authorities." Yes. Like those two things are not in conflict. Right. You know, a chapter before that in Romans twelve, he says, "As much as it depends on you, if possible, live at peace with all." Men. Right. And a lot of times we focus on living at peace with all men, and we miss the first part of that verse. Yes. If possible, as if much possible. as it depends on you. Yeah. If the other side wants a fight. Let me tell you, you're going to be in. Yeah. So, in other words, you can stand firm on biblical grounds. Absolutely. You don't have to give in if your rights are being violated. That's exactly right. You know, we're we are blessed to live in a country that is founded on the idea right. that the the sole purpose of government is to protect the God-given rights. Yes. Of the First Amendment is a, is all about the fact that the government should never put anyone of any faith. Right. Or no faith at all. Yes. In a position of having to choose between obeying the law and obeying either their God or their yes. conscience. You right. know, Jefferson referred to religious liberty as the right of conscience. Yes. So even people who aren't religious should care about these religious liberty oh, cases. Absolutely. If you, uh, whether you're Republican or Democrat. Certainly. Whether you're independent, libertarian, whether you're uh, someone who uh, is rich or poor. Certainly. We're all going back to protection of our rights. You can have faith, you could be a nun. Uh, uh, the, the, the nun being... Uh, the N-O-N-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. N-O-N-E, <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not the ladies, the black dresses. Right. Uh, so you can stand up for your rights, and you're not violating Romans 13. 
you're basically standing up for your rights and to me that's being a witness for Christ yeah and you know think about like Lori Smith's case right? yeah if, if Lori Smith wins yes everybody wins because, wow because that's great everybody has the right to speak what they believe yes and the right to not speak what they don't believe if she wins then let's say you're a videographer in Washington right. DC and you happen to be um, pro-choice yes and I come into your shop and I say, I've seen your work. You do great videography. I'm part of a pro-life organization. We're marching in the March for Life for our first time ever, and I would like for you to document it. Right. If Lori Smith wins, yes. then you as that videographer have the right to say, that's a message I don't feel comfortable creating. There's plenty of other videographers I would be happy to refer you to. Right. If Lori Smith loses, yeah. and the government decides, now maybe the government in Washington, D.C. wouldn't, Yes. wouldn't necessarily be pro-life at this point. Right. But if you're living in, in a government, under a government that is, if yeah. Lori Smith loses, that government can force you to create that message. You regulate your wow. business. And coerced speech yes. is just the flip side of the unconstitutional coin of censorship. That's they're, they're two halves of the point. same that, that is unconstitutional coin. Very important point. Most people... I, I, re- repeat it one more time. Sure. Because, uh, folks, what he just said usually is not articulated but we've got to understand uh, our natural god-given rights and in the context that he just put it i think it's great say it one so more time. censorship yes. and coerced speech yes are two sides of the same unconstitutional right. coin Oof. if the government can force you yes. to say something it's it's just as wrong as the government telling you you can't say that. Right. It's, it's just right. as wrong as them telling you you must say right. this. Right. That's what the First Amendment is and all about. And the fact that in America somebody is being forced to do something that violates their conscience just is mind blowing to me. And, and uh, you know everybody should be in agreement with that. Yeah. You know there are. Um, yeah, and modified speech is not free speech. Uh, you know, no. it, 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 there, there's free speech is, is free speech. Right. And, and of course, there was that say, well, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Right. And that, you actually can if you believe there's a fire in the theater. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, and here's, here's a question. It's more, it, it's more in tune to, to the spiritual battle that's going on sure. because we battle not against flesh and blood. We battle, mm-hmm. battle against powers and principalities of this present darkness. And... Um, there is also an, another side. There's the other legal side. My question is, if even if she wins, should we expect a slowdown of the assault? Well, this is going to sound like a lawyer's answer, but it depends. Lawyer answer. Right. I mean, a lot of it is going to turn on what that opinion says. Yeah. Right. So, like, take Jack Phillips' case, like the Winter Supreme Court. They decided in his favor. But what they decided was that the state of Colorado and the Civil Rights Commission there had open hostility to his religious beliefs, and they decided it on those grounds. They didn't really answer the free speech question. Lori Smith's case is a much more narrow. It is a pure free speech. Yeah. It is a pure free speech question. So if they write a very very strong opinion and come out in you know in lawyer speak and say you know government you can't force people to speak things that they don't believe in. Um, I think even though you might not see an immediate slowdown of the attempts to force people, it will be easier to win those cases. And the more you win, the, you rack up precedent 
and, and the next win becomes easier. Yeah. I think that's also why it's important that we that, that believers have to look beyond our candidates, even our president, to who is going to be put it in the court because we have the, the constitutionalists and you have those that are just there. We have people that believe that the judges should vote, and this is Supreme Court level, judges should vote on whether they agree with the premise of the case. Like, yeah, I don't think, a, like they disagree with Christianity and right. that's not how it works. We want people in there that will interpret the Constitution based on its base elements, right. which is free speech. So, so in who we elect, in the White House, it really will determine and the U.S. generation. And the and, U.S. And that's true. The generation of judges that come before that are going to, we yeah. hope, correct, uh, correct some, make some course corrections, but also judge the cases based on the constitutionality, which is Lori's case. It's just yeah. a pure free speech uh, case there. Yeah. And so that's why, uh, and Greg, your voters do, do listen to you, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that they'll keep that in mind when they vote this year. Yeah, 100%. So we're calling the alarm, actually, uh, because, Lathan, one of the concerns I have, uh, whatever you're thinking of Trump is, some of the amazing, wonderful things he's done is the Supreme Court, as well as some other judicial posts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, incredibly great uh, strict constructionists, not judicial activists. And it's very possible after this next presidential election, the next president of the U.S. could be appointing two, maybe three additional uh, U.S. Supreme Court judges completely changing the court. But for right now, what I'm hearing from you is a level of comfort with the U.S. Supreme Court and and standing up for, for, for what the Constitution says. Yes, I mean, we've we've had great success there, um, and the court has changed over, you know, the last dozen years. But yes. we've, um, I, I think there is a, a majority on the court right now that um, you know, sees uh, their role as a judge is to, to determine what the law is, not yes. what it should be. Yes, yeah, and that, that's yeah. a that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Justice the late Justice Scalia used to say that a judge that's happy yes. with the outcome of all of his decisions is a bad judge. Yes, <laughs> wow. yeah. um, and you know that's the uh, the sort of I think you call it strict constructionism. Right. Some people call it textualism. Some people right. call it originalism. Right. But it is basically the 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 approach to interpreting the Constitution yes. that says it says what it means and it means yes. what it says. Yes. And if there's any question about yes. what it means, yeah. go back to what it originally meant at the time that it was written. Right. And you know, if you if you believe in this kind of living document theory, yes. that well words can change over time and they can yeah. evolve and you know well, a document that meant one thing yesterday means something different today is yeah. meaningless tomorrow. It, oh, powerful. It is, it is just Thank in you. the eye of the beholder. Thank you. Lathan, uh, uh, so that you would know, one of the things we have is a voter guide that's nationwide. It evaluates every judge that's running for office. And we divide them between the strict constructionists and the judicial activists, the superior court judges, the mm-hmm. local judges, all the way up to the, the state Supreme Court judges. And so uh, we give people guidance on this. But for people like the Alliance Defending Freedom to be successful, they have to get a judge that's willing to follow the Constitution. And that's why that uh, that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. People really need to pay attention, especially if you're in states, like you said, that elect judges. Because 
a lot of people don't realize that the Supreme, the United States Supreme Court, really only hears about one percent of the cases that are only one percent. I mean, if you look at a typical term, they they may get between three and four thousand appeals. Yeah. They might hear forty of them. Yeah. I mean, they decide which cases they're going to hear. Right. Right. And so, a lot of a lot of cases never make it to the Supreme Yes. Court. Yeah. So that's why, especially if it's a state issue, right. like your state Supreme Court is yeah. important. Uh, your your local your local courts, uh, you know, from at every level, are, are important because that may be as high as your case goes. Yes. So. We need to pray for the Supreme Court decision with Lori, uh, Lori Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So everyone who's listening, we could pray for Lori Smith, this decision. But let's also pray for Lance, his work, and the, the work of uh, the Alliance Defending uh, Freedom. Jeffrey, uh, would you mind uh, uh, leading in prayer? I'd love to. Let's pray for uh, not just Lathan, but just everybody that's representing representing Rivers. God, thank you so much uh, for this uh, time just to to talk about really big, big items as far as our country goes. Uh, But we also know that no matter what the outcomes are, you are in charge. We're not to live in fear. Uh, we're just applied forward with uh, being faithful to you. I pray that the decisions that are uh, in the favor of believers so that we can uh, as freely as possible uh, without persecution uh, share your message of hope and faith. And I pray that if things do get tough, we would not back down. We would still be bold in who we are and who we represent. Uh, and we'll see, Lord, in Scripture that all, th- all throughout history, um, when when people are bold in their faith, there's an enemy that's there waiting for them. I just pray that we would continue to plod forward uh, with who you've called us to be. It's in your great name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Lathan, thank you so much yeah, for watching me. this case. And one last time, if somebody wants to learn about this case and the other work of Alliance Defending Freedom, even those who might want to contribute to help in the great work you're doing, how do, how do they find Certainly. out about it? And thank you, for, thank you for mentioning that. It's adflegal.org. That's our adflegal.org. Correct. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll be with you shortly for another podcast. Lord bless you guys. Thanks for joining us this week. We are listener-supported, so please consider partnering with us by donating at craighuey.com or by signing up for our free newsletter. We look forward to being with you next week. And don't forget to share this podcast with others.